0: hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizards, P-O-D.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica
1: 5. Oh, yeah.
0: It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Parides, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con five-packs and 25 count bundles starting right now using code lizard n6 that's coupon code lizard n6
2: well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US the website is fabrica005.com that's fabrica005.com that's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Kano is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to Exactly. From it. Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that
3: Yeah. Panel? yeah. <laughs> I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. Right? <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> did, did you retrohale?
3: I just want to make sure you did. <laughs>
0: You can literally jump on the FOH forum
4: right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't. Correct. From the retro hill. And Gizmo likes to get
3: calls at 2 a.m. in
1: bed. <laughs> <laughs> be
0: par- <laughs>
4: become part of the FOH
0: community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami. So there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome.
4: Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know.
0: <laughs> Again, use code LIZARDN6. All one word, no space for 10% off. Cononazo. Five packs and 25 count bundles starting right now at fabrica005.com. That's fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 US. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo. Tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator Pagoda, and Bam Bam. And our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some Cuban rum, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 74th. Official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cuban cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We begin our four-part recap of our trip to Cuba this week, including our first impressions on the island, food and culture recommendations, and our feelings about the Cuban people we met along the way, all among a variety of other things for the next 90 minutes. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair seven-year-aged Havana Club Rum with Hoyo de Monterey, Elegantes, LCDH. A perfecto from Hoyo de Monterey tonight out of Cuba. It's called the Elegantes. It's an L C D H La Casa del Habano release. And the size, the factory name is the Tacos. Nice. This is a really interesting looking cigar. It's yeah. 47 ring gauge by six and a quarter. I'll be honest, boys. When I when I got these, when I picked these up, I was a little nervous about them. I think you still are. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, it does not look pretty. I like it. Looks good. interesting. It's different. And the other thing too is, I got to imagine that this is a hard cigar to roll, right? I mean, yeah. I would think that they're putting some of the better people on this, but mm-hmm. I guess we shall see. But first, let's cut this thing. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. So for the listener, a perfecto means that both ends of the cigar come to a near point. The foot is a little wider, uh, and uh, both feet are, I guess, semi-closed. So when we light this thing, the the foot is actually going to open up into the full ring gauge of the cigar. So it comes to a taper, and it's going to open up. So Not much on a cold draw. Yeah, not much on a cold draw. It looks like a Salamone. It's yeah. A, it's a yeah, it's very close to a Salamone, but I think the Sal, I don't know if the Salamone flares at the end, it's but it's a baby Salamone. Yeah. it's technically a perfecto. Mm-hmm. It's a tacos. My draw is pretty tight. I'm gonna keep cutting this thing.
3: Yeah, you need to go three eighths of an inch off the top. Yep. Yeah. I got I got a pretty good draw.
0: Let's see here. This is any better. Mm. A little resistance, not terrible. Yeah, and then this marca may
3: not be our favorite as a group, overall.
0: Yeah, a little, little tight. Yeah, a little tight for sure. What are you guys getting on the cold draw? Tobacco. A, not a whole lot. <laughs> I'm getting a little cedar. That's about cedar, it. Cedar. Yeah. Dried fruit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, let's light this thing, boys. It's good to be back. The Hoyo de Monterey Elegantes. Again, it's a forty-seven ring gauge, perfecto. By six and a quarter inches long. It does not seem as long as six and a quarter, right? I mean uh-uh. it seems like shorter to me in my hand, but probably because the the tip flares a little bit. Wow. Very light cigar. Smooth. It's actually pretty nice. A little twang on the on the light for me, a little salt. Um it's pretty good.
4: Pretty mild for me. My draw was surprisingly good when I cut this, and now that I've lit it, it's like nothing can make it through this cigar. Oh, boy. No air.
0: Yeah, the the head of my cigar is impossibly tight. Hmm. So these are four years old. They're out of a uh, provincial factory, May 19. Uh, so I'm going to cross my fingers that this is going to open up nicely, but it's not off to a great start here.
4: It's starting to open.
0: Yeah. we have to be patient too rooster how's your draw yeah it's tight
5: but i'm also waiting for it to open up because the you know because of the end
3: yeah pagoda same
2: yeah it was a bit tight it's um yeah i think hmm. it's i think we're all are experiencing the same thing
3: i've got a great draw i have to say I think
5: maybe i should cut it a little bit more yeah i see uh, bam cut more
3: yeah this is an old school giz cut so it works now how with come I cigar. get trashed? I said old school
5: which which is perfect. <laughs> this <laughs> is new school
3: now you're, you're, that's old school
2: <laughs> I don't know it's it's really um uh, like when I smelt it before lighting it up like around the wrapper, I thought it was a little sweet milk chocolate kind of a smell you know what's then funny? as soon as as soon as I took the first draw it's completely opposite. <laughs> <up> that meaning <laughs> it's very uh, uh,
3: salty flora. I, ah. I got the salty flora. Ah, interesting.
0: Yeah. I'm uh, definitely getting the salt thing. I'm actually finding the flavor to be very pleasant.
3: Yeah, so I'm getting salt on the retrohale. I'm getting a very like a light white chocolate type of thing. On right. the retrohale.
0: So I, I kind of yeah. smelled that before. Yeah. Senator, my draw just opened right up. Like out of nowhere.
4: Did you recut it or no? No,
0: that was after my recut. It was tight and then it just whoo, opened right up. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah.
5: Cut it. <laughs> Maybe cut it a little bit more.
0: We're gonna have,
3: Senator's oh, going to have to leave the room
0: soon. <laughs> Go back to Havana. I, mean,
4: I know I'm smoking an oil. That's
1: for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is only the second oil we've done on the podcast. We we've done uh, we've only done the other uh, Epi- the Epi- two Epicure number two, uh, which was very very early on. Oh yeah. So we've had some folks asking. I know that we're going to have the Rio Seco, which is a right. 54 ring gauge. So when we do the block of bigger cigars, we're going to uh, we'll include that one. We got a box of those now. So. You know, yeah, we'll see how the this performs
4: tonight once it's once it opens up. Bam, Bam cigar has something it wants to say. Yeah,
3: it's it's talking to me right
0: now. It's foot the foot is unraveling. Its mouth is wide open. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I'm definitely getting that milk. No innuendo <laughs> intended, by the way. <laughs> I'm definitely getting that milk chocolate thing yeah. on the retro. That's, yeah, there's, that's there's, what I'm there's getting. Definitely a cocoa. Okay. Yeah.
4: So the funny thing is, you you zip through the cold draw. That's the one note I got on the cold draw. Uh, mm, see, my chocolate. cold draw
0: was so damn tight. I was just getting cedar and. Mine was a little open, bit of dried fruit.
4: You know, that's all I got in the cold cedar.
3: But now, nice white, light, like a light white chocolate type of thing. thing. <laughs> but but there's also some unpleasantness I'm getting. I don't know what it is.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not getting anything unpleasant. No, yeah, I'm getting a lot of cedar.
3: It's smooth. It's... I
0: also just I don't want to work this hard when I light a cigar. Like mm-hmm. either. I'm, I'm so frustrated right now with this this cigar, and it it seems so
4: unnecessary to me. Mm. We talked on a prior episode about how construction can impact performance. Yes, this is the perfect example of that. Yeah, a yep. tight draw that a number of us are fighting with to start, which is clearly impacting our ability to enjoy the cigar.
0: And had the construction be decent, I'm getting good flavor. I I actually kind of find the flavor to be really interesting. And yeah,
3: I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, I'm, I don't hate it. If this was if this was a, a, a Let's call it a Corona. Yeah. Same length, mm-hmm. no closed foot, no bullshit, no construction. I think it would be a delicious cigar.
3: Yeah. It's it's not a punch you in the face profile, but it's pleasant and smooth.
0: I almost, I almost wish that the Epi number one came in this flavor profile because I find that to be a little bit more earthy. People love that, but that cigar is not for me. Mm-hmm. We're talking
3: about the
5: Especial.
0: Uh, the Epicure number. Yeah, maybe it is that. No, one. no, no. The Epi 1.
1: There,
5: there FB1. is an Epi
0: 1. Yeah. Yeah. Epi yeah, 1 is saying. like a Corona, I think. Yeah. Mm. I just don't love that flavor profile. I don't hate it, but I hear you. Well, we'll see how it develops, boys. So, uh, so this is the group, the five of us. Uh, we were very fortunate, the uh, Lagartos Cubanos, the Cuban Lizards. Uh, we were very fortunate to go to Havana. Sí, señor. Uh, so Bam and I went in November, and uh, we just got back about a week ago, the, the five of us, and uh, we had a great, great time. What an awesome trip. Yeah, it was, a, it was amazing. So uh, what were your first impressions? What, what kind of over, you know, definitive statements can you give about the trip, boys?
5: So my first impression was when you started saying, you guys have no idea what to expect. You don't know what to expect. I'm like, well, we have been to other islands. I think I kind of have an idea. And I think Senator kind of felt the same way. But when we got there, you were, you were kind of right. I mean, we didn't know what to expect. I mean, you know, first you get off the, right off, you get off the fo- get off the plane and your phone's not working. You got to get the SIM card. You don't know if the SIM card place is going to be open and then everybody's phone was working except mine, mm-hmm. which didn't work till like the next day. Yep. So make sure if you go to Cuba, very important. Have your phones, if they're locked. Get them get the, unlocked. Get them unlocked. Yeah.
0: Carrier unlocked. Carrier Absolutely. unlocked. Yeah. Crucial. It's crucial. It's a must. And if you're going to Cuba, don't buy a phone within the first 60, like within 60 days of going to Cuba because it's automatically carrier locked to prevent fraud. Right.
3: Right. Now. I went to the uh, to my dealer and had them unlock the phone before the November trip.
4: Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah. thanks for sharing that before. Well, wow. it was on the list. Yeah.
4: It was it was, it was on Gizmo's list. The, yeah. the big the big summary of it basically, if you buy your iPhone directly from Apple, it's already unlocked. You don't have to worry about any of this. If you buy direct from the carrier, Verizon, AT&T, whoever, then you need to get it unlocked because it's locked to that carrier. That's exactly yeah. right. Luckily, I was able to get it done the next day and uh,
5: yeah, yeah, it worked out. But uh, Gizmo, your whole list You know, made us very prepared for the trip. All the stuff that we that we bought. I mean, thankfully, we didn't need uh, antibiotics and all of that stuff, which we ended up giving it to uh, you know the people there, Mm -hmm. which was great. So the SIM card. I mean, that thing was small issue. Yep. Cabs, taxi, getting to the casa. I mean, as a U.S. citizen, you can't cannot stay at a hotel. Um, So you have to stay at an Airbnb. Uh, basically. Casa Particular. Casa Particular. And that actually worked out great. It was fantastic. We had a beautiful place right on the Malecon. Yeah. uh, Right by the water. Mm -hmm. A view off the water.
3: The staff there was wonderful. Staff was wonderful. Amazing.
5: Seven bedrooms, seven baths. (laughs) It's a palace. It was. (laughs) And how cheap. Yeah, it was amazing. You know. That's the thing about (laughs)
0: going to Havana. I mean, we'll get into it and helping the people and everything. But you can really you you can show up there with very little and do a lot. Yeah. Like it is a really you know, inexpensive way yeah. to spend time, especially if you're interested. Let's put the cigars aside. If you're interested in the culture and the music and the art and helping people, I mean it's just the food. And the food. And the food. Yeah. And and how safe it is. Like, people have a misconception that
5: maybe it's not safe. It's a very poor country. Maybe there's a lot of crime. Yep. There are no guns on the island. There's no drugs on the island. No. And it's, we've, we all felt very safe. Absolutely. You know, we saw people, like even young girls, like walking around at like midnight, yeah. 1 a.m., yeah. uh, just by themselves. I mean, they obviously mm-hmm. felt safe to do that.
2: Yeah, I think the important thing to realize is the rest of the world does go to Cuba. It's true. It's yeah. only the Americans who don't. So it yeah. is a welcoming island for tourists. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I think that helps you change the perspective. Yep.
0: So, Pagoda, w- w- what was your first impression? I think it
2: um, I was really impressed, by the way, because I, I think I might have gone, uh, you know, my view might have been skewed by obviously the conversations prior, but uh, walking in, uh, pleasantly surprised uh, although i did feel like uh, i don't know whether you remember George from seinfeld when he goes to the soup nazi when i was going through immigration i'm very strict you know i'm a bit nervous <laughs> trying to follow the rules uh but yeah meaning as soon as we got out i think uh, it's an island nation and you know by the time we got to the casa saw the water you know people are hanging out uh beautiful old uh, vintage cars driving around uh you know, some magnificent buildings, you know, which I did not anticipate, right? I did not anticipate some high rises over there. I I think overall, uh, it felt like a city and, uh, you know, I uh, I suddenly felt very comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I
4: completely agree. For me, it way exceeded expectations. I think there's this whole mystique about Cuba, if you're an American, that it's this scary, forbidden place. Um, I think for any listener that has spent any significant amount of time in in the Caribbean, visiting any of those islands, island time is a thing. Cuba is no different. You Things don't happen in an orderly fashion. You got to wait for things. Sometimes someone's there. Sometimes they're not there. That's honestly everywhere in the Caribbean. So for me, I was pleasantly surprised. It didn't feel out of the norm for what that area is usually like. And then when I say exceed expectations, I mean, sort of like Pagoda was saying, I expected Cuba, particularly – just kind of the infrastructure in some of these buildings and hotels that they would have. I expected most to be in disrepair. I mean, some of these hotels that we even just walked in, I am sitting there saying, this could be in New York City. Yeah. Like, they were beautifully designed mm-hmm. hotels that were well-maintained. So Hotel um, Central, yeah. That experience there. Yeah. Um, I mean, even the Malia Cohiba was very nice. Oh, yeah. Um, just so many of them, so uh, that I mean, you know, obviously we'll get into some of the restaurants that we visited there, mm-hmm. but even the experience, even just the aesthetic of some of them felt like they could be in a big major u s city. So Cuba is further along than I had imagined before going there.
3: yeah, it's interesting
4: and
2: and there's wealth, you know, you you get in terms of the first impression because I think I walked in with the idea that this could be a very like I don't know. I don't know what to expect. I mean, Although I've been to China, like in terms of a communist country, is it really poor? A poor island nation? Cars are from the fifties, but those cars were really well maintained, beautifully painted. You know, like everything. I, I it was just very impressive.
0: Yeah, the cars are really something. Yeah, you know, they you're, are. You're riding around in a fifties Chevrolet or a you know an Oldsmobile or a mm-hmm. Buick, and it's like. A lot of them don't have the original engines. A lot of the engines have been replaced in the vehicles. But you're sitting in the big body, these luxurious uh, back seats. I mean, four of us could fit in the back seat of these things. or Three of us. I mean, five of us plus a driver were riding around in, in one of these cars. I mean... It is amazing because you don't have that experience here anymore. No, right? You know that's an expensive experience in New York.
5: It was really cool to sit in that black Thunderbird that (laughs) Michelle (laughs) Michelle Obama and John Kerry. That's right. That's right. That
1: was amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was. uh, Hotel
5: Nacional was a little disappointing.
3: You guys were not happy. I was. I was. (laughs) I
5: I mean, I was kind of very excited to go there and smoke a cigar, but. Mm. It was a bit, bit of a disappointment. Mm. The seating and the service
0: looks like it's pretty lit. It's wide open. And
1: Ain't look nothing. at
3: this. No draw.
0: It, wide it, open. It looks like it's about three quarters lit, half lit. Hmm. From when you draw it, I can see the red. The whole thing's red. I would give it I've another shot. I've been scorching this thing. All right. So senator's fighting his uh, elegantus it, right it, now. I'm
4: telling you, it won't look at this. It's
0: performing like an overhumidified cigar right now. No, well, it's not.
4: I'm getting no combustion. It's yeah. wide open in the middle, Yeah, and I'm getting nothing. That's crazy. Crazy.
0: Mine's doing very well. Me too. I'm really enjoying mine. Yeah. Flavor's great. Yep. Sorry, Senator.
2: But but back to the same thing, right? You'll find a dud. Like, it's like 20 to 30% of the cigars.
4: Well, especially with this market. Yeah. This yeah. is why I don't smoke oil. Yeah. Yep. So one of the biggest surprises, I was talking about how the infrastructure was honestly better off than I had expected going in. You usually fly into these little Caribbean islands. The airports, number one, are not air conditioned. I couldn't believe there's air conditioning in the Havana airport. Number two, you get off right on the tarmac. You you don't, there's no jet bridge and you get out at a gate. That's not a thing in most of these places. I was stunned when the plane was pulling up to an actual jet bridge and we board, uh, deplaned into the airport. That was even exceeding my expectations. So then we go through, you know, customs and security and all that and get our bag at baggage claim. That process was so easy and quick. Wow. I was shocked.
2: And seamless.
3: Very well organized. Yeah. It was like the first time we went, you and I, I Giz, it it
0: wasn't it was it better. It was this much time. tougher. Yeah. yeah. It was way better yeah. this time. Yeah.
3: I'm not sure why that was. They knew all the lizards were coming. <laughs> well, they, so- ste- they stepped aside. <laughs> the country was on high alert.
5: Sometimes you get multiple uh, flights coming in at the same time. Maybe, yeah. And that can cause like backups at customs because their computer systems are really slow.
3: Yeah, like coming into customs this time around, there was no one there. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah.
5: We were also the first ones to kind of, you know, get right. out of the plane. Right. So that That's helped. True. But everything was smooth. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. The taxi drivers, I was so impressed by his English. With uh, Cor- uh, Corral, yeah. Yeah. Not Corral and the and other uh, guy
0: and pilot. No, oh from, uh, from Gustavo, Gustavo, Gustavo. Yeah. Yeah. yes.
5: Yeah. yeah, I'm like, does everybody speak English like you do? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that <laughs> took like, some finding. No, like, like, yeah. That
0: took some finding in November I, I, to find a couple guys who could really talk to us. I wish yeah. they all spoke English. Yeah. He, was,
5: he was an English professor yeah. at a university in mm-hmm. Havana, yep. and now he's like, I make more money driving a
3: cab. Yeah, that's sad. Well, we've had many discussions. The first time we were there, with various people and their relatives were doctors or attorneys, and they make less money than most of the you know average uh, jobs that you can get there.
5: Yeah, I think the average salary is probably around like 50, 50, 50 bucks a month. Yeah, thirty to fifty yeah. in
0: that range. Yeah, yeah,
4: fifty's yep. yeah, on the high end. It sounds 50's yeah from yeah. our conversations yeah. there, which is it's crazy. like thirty to
0: fifty bucks, thirty to fifty dollars a month. depending. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and the pyramid's upside down because it's communism. So if you're a laborer at the very you know at the very front of the of the production chain let's say or or a taxi driver whatever you're making more money than the people who are managing those people you know which yeah, is obviously who are
4: doctors and lawyers yeah. i mm-hmm. mean it's insane
0: yeah it's ridiculous yeah like, like a janitor one. at the hospital probably makes more than a doctor at the hospital
3: yeah product of the soviet system yeah
0: so what's the
5: what's the incentive of even going to school and becoming a doctor
3: Pride, I
0: think. Yeah, it's pride. Yeah. Family. Respect. Yeah.
3: But, you know, you can see, I could, if you put yourself in their shoes, I can, I can see being lulled into just having a very basic, simple life, working in a restaurant or driving a cab and coming home and hopefully have enough to feed my family that week, you know?
4: and And I think the other thing is like for some of those higher skilled jobs, like doctors and lawyers, I imagine, I mean, I know there are many, I even know someone personally who has this story basically I'm teeing up where- Their hope is to eventually get out of Cuba. And so they'd rather get those skills so that when they go to another country, they can actually get a good job. Yeah.
0: And they have value. You know, they've, you know, New York Times ran an article. I think I sent it to you guys. It was somewhere around our trip in November, but they talked about how many of the young, talented folks have left Cuba. So many millions of people have left Cuba during and, and throughout and after COVID just because the you know the the government's having such a difficult time feeding the people yeah. and providing basic need which is the whole you know that's the whole construct of their system sure. is that yeah. you you're not going to you're not going to want for your needs and what you know? an ordeal that is to get out of the country
3: yeah oh yeah
5: yeah and that's how much true. it costs yeah, and it's how really expensive dangerous, how dangerous how it dangerous is. it yeah. is it's apparently like $4000 to yeah. you know you got to go through panama and oh. then other countries and eventually Mexico is the hardest part to cross, sure. and then you pay
4: thousands of dollars, and it's not a guarantee. That's
0: yeah, right. if they send you back, you lose your money. And yeah. It, yeah. It's
4: actually 10000 So the guy is that told it? us 4000 that's some crazy discount that he somehow Five. has. Other folks that I spoke with, hmm. and even here, people who either are Cuban or know Cubans that have done it, 10000 is the going rate. Wow. wow. It's crazy. So if you're making like 30 to $50 a month, how long? Many I mean, how do you save that three
0: hundred and sixty dollars a year? Many years. Yeah, I many guess they years. borrow from the relatives. The relatives Abroad are sending money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, side hustles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's it's a it, that's it's tragic. It is. It is. You know, and and we talked about it a little bit about this, Bam and I, but obviously, you guys have now experienced this. I just, I find the Cuban people, despite these challenges and these problems and these a lot of it tragedy, you know, not having food or waiting mm-hmm. in line for six hours to get food they're a a very proud happy resilient resilient and i argue in a lot of ways content people Mm -hmm. despite everything which is surprising this was
4: like the biggest shock and probably the coolest part of the trip for me i mean the cuban people are some of the most phenomenal people in the entire world to have so little yet be so content so generous so kind No one's asking for more. I mean, it's like amazing to me. I mean, we're tourists. We're obviously very fortunate. And we didn't have people asking. I mean, when we even wanted to do something nice for someone, we had to beg them just to take it. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe that.
5: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I remember like walking down, I don't know what street it was. It was after after going to a restaurant. This woman and their family, like they're having a party, they're dancing and stuff. They invited us into their house. They're like, come on in, come That's on right. in, join the party. I'm like, who does that?
4: This like, was after La yeah. ah. <laughs>
5: I mean, like here,
0: you don't even know half of your
3: neighbors. That's right.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know the people on, like, my house is 14. I don't know the people at 12 or 16. Like, not, not at all. You're awful. <laughs> I, it's not a, it, it's a two-way street here bam that's funny <laughs> it's true Yeah, that's it's true. true but yeah you know like you said the the generosity i think that uh, cuban any cuban person that i've met or, or worked with or interacted with they'll give you the shirt off their back even if it's the only shirt they have you I know mean, very generous
4: one of the best examples of this i still can't believe we at one point during the trip and we'll tell this story at some point needed a translator and Gizmo goes up and arranges for someone to be a translator for us. And he asks him, how much does he want? We want to compensate for his time. And he says, nothing. Yeah. I was floored. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And even give him a tip. It was like, I was like struggling to have him accept it. I was ready yeah. to like try to stick it in his shirt pocket. They, or they
3: truly want to help people. Yeah. Right. And those around them.
0: Yeah. And they're very proud. Yeah. They're very, very proud.
3: And they're also struggling tremendously though. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you think about how much we pay for a cigar here. Uh-huh. You know, this cigar, I think, is about 30, 35 bucks. Oh, that's please. a month of their salary. God, that's absurd. And senators fighting to keep it lit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's why you will not see a
5: local Cuban no, never. smoking never. a cigar, which is called tobacco. Yes, that's right. In Cuba. Not they don't a cigar. Quite, a cigar is actually a cigarette. cigarette. Is called right. cigarette, but right. not a cigar. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So the music was amazing. there's music everywhere, yeah. obviously and and we were so fortunate um, to get to experience i mean these these trios that walk around and just play acoustic music for mm-hmm. tip at the Hotel Nacional. There's a band that plays there and walks around, which you and I obviously yeah. also saw in November, um, but the music is really. Really, really special. Yeah. Everybody who's playing deep music. deep-rooted in their culture. And they're all so proficient. And, and talented. And talented.
3: Very technically proficient, yes. Yeah,
0: and they're just brilliant musicians.
3: Yeah. The band at La Carbone was excellent. Yeah, Al Carbone.
0: Yeah. Carbon, it's a great restaurant um, over uh, by the Museum of the Revolution mm-hmm. uh, that we love. Yeah. It's a great place. Yep. And they had a band in there when we were there. Awesome. That was, it was four or five women, all women, and these women were crushing.
3: They were on point.
0: Everybody yeah. in the restaurant was like Ford. And uh, you know here we've joked about this in the past. You know we go to a cigar lounge or a restaurant or something and some guy starts playing his acoustic guitar.
4: It's like I, I just. What one wizard gets very upset. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say for you What's to the, say term? That, What's the you? term
1: you use? Amateur bullshit. That's right. <laughs> the There's, ocean starts boiling. <laughs>
5: what are we doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you
0: know it's like uh, uh, unsolicited uh, amateur <laughs> bullshit I'm not into but there's none of that in Cuba, man. No. Every person that plays an instrument there, they are technically brilliant.
3: Every vocalist I heard was superb. <gasps> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So on the food thing, I mean, yeah. that for me, I even more than November, Bam, it was even a bigger surprise this time. Yeah. It was
3: excellent. You know, I didn't have a bad meal in November. Yeah. I didn't have a bad meal at this trip. I know you guys maybe one.
0: We had one the last night. Yeah. And, uh, it wasn't great.
3: I didn't have that experience. I mean, I'm just floored with the food and the cuisine there. I and agree. The, yeah. And their ability to deliver it with all the flavors.
5: Man, that's an art. And there was ample food. Yeah. Uh, there was no shortage of food It subsided your, or, your fear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, well, but that's what you hear, right? Yeah, well, yeah.
3: There's a shortage of food. You can't get this. You well, can't get that. Just to touch on that, our translator that helped us in, at, at several times during a trip. You know, he, we were all walking at night after dinner and I, we were talking and I, you know, I said, I said, there must be people all around us right now that are hungry. And he said, oh, you wouldn't believe how many starving, hungry families there are. So that's a real thing. And because we're tourists and we have spending power and we go to these restaurants, they can't go to those restaurants. Yeah. So there is that irony that exists there for us as tourists. It's, it's a little tough to, to think about.
4: Oh, it is. There's definitely two worlds there. I yeah, mean, it's like no the tour. I mean, even locals we were talking to. I had asked some question like, you know, how do you how do you like living in Cuba, and do you want to stay? And this person said to me, "You will not find a single person on this island that wants to stay here. Everyone wants to come to America." Yeah, yeah. and uh, I was surprised to hear that. But then on the flip side, you know they also said, this is a tremendous place for tourists. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a tourist here, there's so much for you. Yeah. If you're a local, it's not quite the same experience. Um, but I think what was so nice about our trip and why you know I, I'm already just so excited about the thought of like, when we'll go back, there's such an opportunity for tourists to really help yes. locally in Cuba um uh, that was like probably some of the most fulfilling parts of the trip you sure. could just walk down the street and make some little kids you know month if not year or stop at a school that you happen to see and help out a bunch of people community yep. centers so um i think despite how challenging it is for them for anyone who goes like there's such an opportunity to do some really really good work and help people that need it there
5: they, they need so much they yeah. do and they need basic your basic necessities i mean Aspirin. nothing fancy i mean Aspirin just regular and, stuff, toothbrush, yeah. toothpaste. I yeah. mean, yeah. women hygiene products,
0: right. clothing, right. pinky balls. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's detail this a little bit, not as a pat on the back for us, but for a listener who's considering going to Cuba, let's run through some of the stuff that, that each of us brought. So mm. um, each of us brought a suitcase full of stuff to just give away. Um, so for me, I always bring feminine hygiene products. I kind of just raid Walgreens, and I load up a 50, 55 pound suitcase full of stuff, aspirin, bug spray, sunscreen. And, you know, we have a, uh, you know, I just handed most of my stuff to a community leader there, mm-hmm. Elias uh, in the Santeria movement. He's like a famous S-
3: spiritual, yeah, leader.
0: spiritual leader there. And he runs a community center and they do a lot of good for uh, uh, the poorest of, of Cubans. So I just kind of give him a, a, a lot of my stuff, but I know you guys had some other things. So I'd love to go around the room and, and just kind of lay out some of the things you brought and some of the things you'd recommend listeners bring.
5: Yeah, I mean, I I brought a lot of clothing because yeah. I'm in the clothing business, garment, ladies' garments. And we have stores in like the Latin market. So there's a lot of Cubans actually come. So I see when they buy stuff to bring back to their own countries, like what they're looking for. And it's all, you know, summer stuff. I mean, although this was winter but there we had enough inventory and i brought a lot of uh, uh, more than half of the suitcase was full of clothing that you know we could give away and i'm glad we were able to and when we go back i have a little bit of a better idea so i can kind of pinpoint exactly i know i know more like what they want and what they need mm-hmm. so i can kind of focus on that a little bit better so yeah
4: it was great I have a little son, so I brought, um, like, kids' toys, um, pinky balls, baseballs, uh, Hot Wheels cars. Um, I mean, it was so sad. I remember Giz saying before the trip that, you know, most kids have at most one toy. I mean, that's, like, crazy. At most. It's crazy to think. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool just seeing the smile on some of these kids' faces. And I know we dropped off a bunch of stuff at that school that they, it was funny. And we, we kind of walked up to the school as school was coming out. We were going to start just handing out all this stuff to kids. And one of the teachers quickly runs over no, and no, says, no no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> come inside, come inside. And she has just to start beat, a riot. Yeah. She has us <laughs> beat the principal. And the principal says, I'll t- take all of it and distribute it out because otherwise the kids are just going to go crazy trying to fight over the yeah. toys. Um, so mostly kids stuff, which um, I intend to bring a lot more of. next Yeah, trip. I
5: think school supplies are are like that's, that's so pretty. So know, that's what Bam did. Yeah.
3: So yeah. in November, I brought a suitcase full of uh, notebooks, pads, pens, um, post its, pencils, coloring, crayons, crayons, coloring books, the whole nine yards. That went over really great. But where our where we stayed this time, the school setup there was different than the school where we stayed before. They seem to be much more open here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited if we go back and we stay at the place that we stayed. I'm going to go all out for that school.
0: Yeah. No doubt. It, it definitely seemed like a school that was like, yeah. It, yeah. it seemed like first it was a large school. There were definitely it, a lot of kids yeah. that go there. Yeah. Much probably, bigger than the other school. Probably sure. several hundred. That's and right. I think, you know, Senator giving them those toys, those will probably be used. To, you know, you get a good grade, you get a Hot Wheels toy. Yeah. Like, and, and that stuff that, you know, is, is going to really make an impact on kids, which sure. is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you can really just go to the dollar store and like
5: just load up. <laughs> load up. There's so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know.
2: So. Yeah. No. it's essentially, very similar to uh, the rest of the guys over here. A lot of toys, books, pencils, pens, even sunglasses. You know, Hot Wheels. Uh, a, a lot of the stuff for the kids. Uh, you know, uh, when you hand it out to them and see the joy on their faces, it was it was just excellent. Uh, uh, it, there, there is some joy in giving, and seeing the joy in the kids. I'll tell you, it does uh, make you feel special, and uh, in a way, kind of is uh, makes you want to go back as well. It's uh, it was excellent.
0: Yeah, it's really magical. I think I think that I certainly I came away with this in November. I think we kind of primed you guys that it was going to be like this, but certainly in November I went thinking that okay, this is a boys' trip for cigars. Yeah. And, and I think some of the most impactful things that I left both trips now, and i'm I'm assuming you guys did as well, um is uh, you know the the our ability to just help people, sure, you know, and how easy it is for us to do that with things that are so simple for us. yeah, you know? I mean, honestly,
4: i I would be excited to go back to Cuba for tons of reasons, but what we're talking about is definitely at the top of that list. Like you just there. You know, we're so fortunate here. We're so busy during the day. It's not like we're going to work every day and stopping by helping. You know, people who are less fortunate. We we don't have much time. And when you take a trip like that and you have time and you can make such a tremendous impact, just as normal people like ourselves, it's a it's a special thing. And I think uh, seeing how easy it actually is for an American to travel there. I'm Mm -hmm. not even sure if we mentioned the 12 categories. If not, we've kind of... Yeah, the general licenses. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, if you're an American, you're probably sitting there saying, like, well, how exactly do you go about visiting Cuba? Sure. Um, There's really 12 categories that the U.S. allows travel to and from Cuba. And one of them is simply in support of the Cuban people. And it's literally doing what we are describing, just supporting and helping the people in Mm -hmm. any way, no matter how small. Yeah. Um, that's a legitimate reason to visit. And sure. that's definitely at the top of my list of reasons I want to go back. And what
0: also plays into that, too, is staying at a, a casa owned by a Cuban national, Yep, eating at restaurants that are not government-owned, they're not in hotels. You're eating at privately-owned restaurants. That's very important. Very important. And you want to do that anyway because the ones that got a state run are horrible. <laughs> yeah. you'll, know, right? you'll
3: know as a visitor, you'll know immediately yeah. state what's run. state run and what's not. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. If you don't, if you don't get the menu within the first half an hour, you know, you know it's a state run. And when you get the menu, if there's one item on it, yeah. exactly. that's a state yeah. run. Place. And they only, and they only have half of what's on the. Do you want a ham and cheese sandwich or do you want cheese and ham sandwich? <laughs> oh, by the way, there's no
5: ham. Oh, there's, no ham. The, oh, there's
1: no ham.
0: Just the cheese. It's a ham and cheese
4: sandwich. No ham. No, But it's so true. I mean, honestly, one of the days we were, one of the early days in the trip, we were trying to figure out our kind of breakfast routine. And we went to this hotel that's nearby and it's a fairly nice hotel. And we're like, okay, we'll go get breakfast there. And I just remember you like walk in and there's like just a few people sitting at tables. It's very quiet. And uh, no one seems interested in at all serving us or telling us, you know, take a seat. And uh, finally, when someone does, uh, we ask if they serve breakfast and they're like, oh, uh, just sandwich we just have one sandwich we're like okay and then we're like asking them what's on the sandwich and they said something like uh, ham and cheese and egg and i'm expecting like you know an egg over easy or something with a nice runny yolk and it's oh, like no. we get the sandwich and it's like a boiled egg that's like overboiled and like chopped up like it was just not <laughs> what you get at other restaurants that are privately owned in cuba so it's like i don't say that as oh you know I have this ridiculous standard there, but you go to some of these non-government owned restaurants and you're stunned how great the meals are there. And then you just see how stark the contrast is when you go to one of these government places. So, (laughs) um, I advise trying to frequent privately owned establishments. And even when you stay at a house, a lot of the time, what the case was at our place, um, the, the folks who are managing the property, they'll for a very modest fee, cook breakfast for you and anyone else who's there. And we definitely took advantage of that. Oh, that was, was amazing. amazing! It was so good.
0: The the the, the guy who uh, kept our casa named Ivan made a, an incredible breakfast for us every morning. And we we'd we'd start our day. We'd go up on the on the roof, light a cigar, chat, relax. And have this amazing breakfast, and it was served so slowly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you'd first get your guava juice, <laughs> then you'd get toast. The, you'd get your toast. That's right. You'd get the the, f- uh, the fruit plate with. Yep. The, by the way, the fruit off the charts. Excellent. I mean, it doesn't taste anything like the fruit we get here. Off the charts. It's just so fresh, and they cut it every morning. And the coffee and the coffee. coffee was
3: great coffee was good the coffee was good. Strong. Oh yeah oh yeah like oh, you like it
5: only, only issue i have is there's no milk no <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> no no it's powdered I miss, milk. I, I miss like you know i like
1: to True put a little cream. bit of half and half a I little do bit too. of cream
5: yeah. you can't get that you no. should
0: bring some of those those creamers that don't need to be refrigerated you should bring some of those next time. yeah that's a good yeah. idea like the coffee mate that's a great the little idea. cups the little cups great idea rooster's gonna bring so his jar next
4: trip ivan <laughs> 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 here you go <laughs>
5: By the way, no issue with plugs there, which yeah. was which was very good. I was a little concerned about that, so just it's a good you idea mean, to kind you of take an power power. power, power, yeah, yeah the the power, power plugs. plugs. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, it's really crazy. I mean, to Rooster's point, I, I, I'm really shocked by this, but they have both yeah. standard American plugs yeah, and European and ones. Mm-hmm. So, like whatever country you're visiting from, it's very easy for you to be able to plug your stuff in and but not have to worry about adapters and all that. You should still bring an adapter just in case. Every place is not the same, That's of course. Exactly. That's exactly but right. But the fact that there are options that do have both is, is pretty remarkable. And the yeah. best
0: thing on Airbnb is just to contact the owner of the CASA prior to going yeah. and asking them what they have and what to bring. So you can manage it's, expectations. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very cheap yeah. to get the adapters online on Amazon. You get three for 25 bucks or something. So I just bring them anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it, it is good that they have both options at the CASA.
4: Yeah. It was really especially nice they had those because – you know, Gizmo. One time during the trip, really needed his shirt steamed. Yeah, okay. Did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he did. Did you
0: not ask? I to, did, but don't, don't put this on me. <laughs> but he was, he was getting laundry done every other day.
1: He was. That too. <laughs> Listen, I'm a laundry,
4: laundry fanatic. I, like I only clothes. say this because I Gizmo it. thought it was so funny when <laughs> you brought a steamer. I'm getting, I'm getting. He's giving us the list of things you need to bring: collared shirts, uh, this, all this stuff. Because some of these places are a bit nicer. And um, I was like, okay, well, can I bring like a travel steamer or something? Or do they have an iron? Because, you know, if you bring any kind of collared shirt, it gets yeah. wrinkled. It's all stuffed up in your bag. Sure. And Gizmo's laughing at me. Oh, Senator's going to bring a steamer. And about halfway through the trip, I just hear he's in the room next to me. <laughs> Senator, <laughs> can I use your steamer? Like, <laughs> no, I didn't you're... even ask if I could use it. I said, can you, <laughs> yeah, steam, can my you shirt? steam my shirt? I'm like, just give me your damn shirt. So there's a, you know, for for anyone who travels quite a bit, a travel steamer is a very good investment. The
0: yeah. senator came prepared. He did. All right, so we'll get back to food in a second here, boys. We're coming up, I guess, on the halfway mark here of the Hoyo Elegantis. I'm enjoying this cigar. Uh, I'm I'm kind of in uh I don't mind it's it. It's decent right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't mind it. It's not
5: great. Not getting a whole lot of flavor. Me it's, neither. Eh. It's, I can't even tell, like, what notes. I'm or... getting
0: a very round sweetness. Yeah, There's a little bit yeah. of covering the roof of my mouth, but... It's just not special or interesting at all. The fact that they put an LCDH band on this, a La Casa del Habano band, I think is a sin. And and the switch. fact
5: that you said it's thirty five dollars, oh yeah.
0: man, that's yeah, criminal. Man. Yeah, it kind it's a of sin. is.
4: Yeah. Not one person in this room is raving about this cigar, and it's thirty five bucks. Yeah. yeah, I like <laughs> the way you that. say it's criminal. It's <laughs> 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 a crime. <laughs> no, it's it's or, like <laughs> a, I like se- that word <laughs> to sell a <laughs> cigar criminal. for thirty five bucks that not one person out of five is enjoying. No. That's a problem. I don't hate it. I can't say that I hate it. I'm not saying that yeah. you hate it. I'm just you know. saying you're not raving about yeah, it. No. For, t- for oh, $35, you should love the cigar. You can yeah. buy a Chef's Edition almost for that. Sure. It's yeah. $39 for Davidoff mm-hmm. Chef's yeah. Edition. The, no, no. Yeah, we're talking no about doubt.
5: five people eating breakfast on the rooftop at the Casa for 35 for, bucks. Yeah. <laughs> for the week. Total. For, for, <laughs> for, for the week. For,
0: <laughs> <laughs> four courses. <laughs> and they were all good. You're close. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, before we jump in back into restaurants, boys, let's talk about our pairing tonight. So we, uh, we're fortunate we brought back some Cuban rum. Uh, we brought back this one. We brought back another one that we'll have mm-hmm. in a couple weeks on an on upcoming episode as we continue recapping our Cuba trip. Tonight, though, we have the very delicious Havana Club, seven-year. Yeah. And uh, I think this was a little bit of a revelation because – I think Senator had mentioned prior to going, he'd had this somewhere in the States prior so I and did, it wasn't great. I did too. So, I, so yeah. the
4: thing is, uh, anywhere outside the U.S. you can get Cuban ah, products. So okay, sorry. Whenever I travel or vacation in Europe, you can get Havana Club anywhere. It's just standard fare rum everywhere. And when I was in Greece just last year, um, I had gotten some Havana Club 7 having a cigar and it was it had a real bite. I mean, it was harsh. I, I couldn't even drink it neat. I had to get a lot of ice to really just kind of mellow it out. So I didn't have a high opinion at all of Havana Club 7. And then shortly before our trip, as in a few months before, I'm sitting in our lounge here with um, a friend of ours, and this new member comes in, and he's got a bottle of Havana 7, and he's like, oh, do you guys want some? And I was like, no, thank you, because I didn't think it was very good last time I had it. The guy I'm with, he takes a little taste and he and he's visited Cuba. He has actually been very helpful to us. Um, oh, yeah. uh, with this, with all of our trips there so far. And uh, he's got this big grin on his face, and he looks at me and he goes, This is way better than I remember it. And he was this guy's been to Cuba like 10, 15 times. Yep. And so I take a little bit of, of it, and I'm sitting there saying, Oh my God, this is so smooth, so enjoyable, and it's nothing like what I just had a few months ago when I was in Greece. So something is different recently. I don't know what it is, but when you say a revelation, like for me, I was stunned how good this is and the price point (laughs) is absolutely outrageous. I mean, we got it for 20 bucks a bottle. 20 US a bottle and every one of us is sipping this neat with no ice. Yeah,
3: it would actually be a crime to have ice with this. It's so delicious and smooth. Great vanilla, caramel there, a little bit, tiny bit of cinnamon, I think. It's really
0: something special for what you're paying for it. So we we started the trip with uh, eleven, twelve year age. Uh, uh, Santiago. Yeah, Santiago. Which is and, uh, we we started the trip at twenty. No, but I'm saying yeah, that we, we purchased a few bottles, at <laughs> and then we migrated. Really, that we were we were drinking a lot of the Havana Club Seven for most yeah. of the week. Yeah, but we, at Melia Cohiba, that was the first time, yeah. and we had a the twenty sat there. there.
5: We had the twenty. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, So we're going to have that in a couple of weeks on a future episode because we brought a bottle of that home. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I, I find this to be great. Now, the one thing that you guys got a little uh, – so I had it in my fridge, and I brought it up to the roof deck, and you guys were not happy that it
4: was cold. Did it change something for you about it? I it, have it? a very strong feeling about this, and I I wish person. I could explain it better because I don't know why. A lot of spirits, people like to chill because it takes some of that burn off. It, it smooths out some of those rough edges. Like you see people who are like vodka drinkers. They want it ice, ice cold, like a martini, because mm-hmm. then you, you don't get the same bite. For some reason with rum, again, I can't explain it, but rum cold, it almost brings out a bite. It doesn't take away any bite. And so when it was in your fridge and we brought it upstairs, I'm sipping this. I'm like, wow, I'm not enjoying this as much as I was the other night. And then the next night we had it warm and it was back to exactly how yeah. I expected it. Absolutely. So I think this is how it should
1: really be served. Unless
4: it's Captain Morgan, <laughs> <laughs> that can be cold.
3: <laughs> yeah, there are some spirits that do very well at room temperature. Yeah, And even some scotches that we love that we can drink without ice, much prefer at room temperature than cold.
0: Yeah, I find this to be, uh, it, it's a really wonderful warm rum. It's 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 I, absolutely delicious. I want to say viscous, but I you know it 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 really just takes over your mouth for yeah. a moment, in
4: in a really wonderful way. Oh yeah. And the thing I love most about this, I think anyone who's heard us talk about spirits, wine, any of that, I'm a huge fan of things that are on the drier side, not super dry, but I don't like overly sweet things. That's my problem with most rum that's not made in Cuba or mm-hmm. Jamaica. Honestly, is that there's a ton of added sugar and it's way too sweet, and you get a hangover because it's all this added crap in there and you feel bad the next morning. This rum is perfectly balanced. It's just a little sweet, not too sweet, little dry, not too dry. So for a $20 bottle, I think, like, they've struck the perfect balance that I think most people, not all, um, seek when they're looking for a refined rum or spirit. It's a, it's a good thing that Habanos doesn't own the, <laughs> <laughs> the, rum, the rum factories. This will be eighty dollars next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Speaking of rum factories, we were—I I don't know if you guys pointed out—but on the uh, the Prado, the old Bacardi factory is yeah. there. Yeah. That obviously was pushed out. Very like, cool. You know, it's in Puerto Rico now. Yeah. During the revolution, it was pushed out, but mm-hmm. the old factory remains, and I believe they rolled cigars there for some time. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure they did some sort of other production there mm. for some sort of vice. It was either cigars or rum yeah. or something.
5: I mean, else. you can you can kind of roll cigars in any building. <laughs> I mean, if you have to, if you have the raw material and the torsadors, you probably yeah, roll them put, in your garage. Put a couple of us <laughs> in I Patterson.
0: Could. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so let's get back to the food because that was uh, that was a real special yeah. part of the trip, and, and sure. certainly food always creates great memories, right? I mean. When you go somewhere, you go on a vacation, I find that I always remember the restaurant experiences and the conversations you have and the people you're yep. with. It's always a definitive It becomes an imprint like a timestamp for me. Exactly. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Go back to the uh, you know, what do you recommend like for somebody who's going the first time? Would you recommend they stay in old Havana or would you recommend
3: so that's staying, a great question. You know? That's a
0: great question. So we stayed in old Havana, uh in November. In November,
3: it's different than where we were.
0: Very different. A lot of walk up, uh, very tight spaces, but you're really close to everything. You don't need you as are. many taxis.
3: Yeah, it's more densely populated, so you get the sense of the city, and you actually get to see. Like I, I really wanted you guys to see, the, the decay of the city and and how it's really starting to fall apart. We saw that when visually we walked around a little bit. Yeah, visually, it's for me it shocked me when I was there the first time. I was really shocked about that. But that's the cool thing about staying in downtown. You get to really see a lot of yeah, that. You get to see a lot of the. Yeah. I mean,
4: as an architect, I feel like you were having an aneurysm. I Every was. street we walked down, like, that's unsafe. That's not to yeah, go. Yeah, like, they're holding that up by <laughs> two by fours. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but so having stayed,
5: you know, in old Havana, mm. or Havana, and then also stayed where we stayed,
3: which is Vedado, Yeah. where do you uh, more prefer- suburb? So that was a suburban setting, and it's much quieter. I would probably stay where we stayed the second time. Right. I, I'd I, stay
4: in Vedado personally. Yeah. I, my take on this, I didn't stay where you guys have, but we certainly walked around that area to at least understand it. Mm-hmm. If I were traveling by myself or with just very few people, I actually may be inclined to stay closer to where you guys did in November. 100% agree. Yeah. And I say that because you're not like coming back to like your place with a big group and you're going to spend a lot of time there. If you just, you and another friend or even just two other friends, you maybe want to just spend your nights out more around yeah, other people, experiencing other things. So I, that would make me more inclined to probably stay closer mm-hmm. to that like downtown area. But if you're traveling with a bigger group, five or more, I think you kind of, at the end of a day where you've gone out and done all these great things and seen sights and had a great meal, yeah. you kind of just want to come back and with your group, have cigars, have some rum, and just you know sit on your rooftop or whatever the kind of setup is there. That's where I think our setup is really ideal. Yeah.
3: It's like every urban setting, right? So when you're staying in an urban center, you can walk, we walked out of our Casa and a block away had breakfast. Yep. Another block away had a coffee.
0: But all the most of the restaurants we went to were all very, walking very close and, to where we stayed yeah. in
3: November. And four blocks from where we stayed, we had the Partagas
0: shop. What were yeah. you guys? Oh, you were close to the Partagas shop. Right, we Far. were actually right by Al Carbone. Yeah. And cha-cha-cha. Ah, yeah, okay. it's very close. Yeah, right
3: there. So Senator, that's very good advice. It depends on the size of the group and what you're hoping to do. You and also, really pick your location. Yeah and, yeah,
0: and for this group, the five of us, we had a very specific agenda of, of you know, kind of staying isolated, just the five of us. Let's mm-hmm. experience it like this. So the house that we stayed in, the way that we stayed, having the rooftop, it just worked, you know, for this trip. It's perfect. You know. Um, but it was good when we went in November because we really did a lot of walking. We did a yeah. lot of so, we saw everything. We saw so much. And it also, you know, I I I told some folks who were talking about going to Cuba, some listeners emailed. I find if you if if you're uninitiated you know uninitiated with Cuba, you know and and you're not super familiar with what to bring or what to do, mm-hmm. I probably would stay in, in in old Havana or something like that yeah. as opposed to Vedado because you're gonna you're gonna have difficulty getting cabs. It's transportation. Yeah, it's gonna get costly very quickly. Um, you know, so you know if you're uninitiated, that's where I would stay. Yeah, if I mean ready. by the way, Vedado is only about four or five miles from. It's Havana. about ten minutes, eight yeah. ten minutes away. <laughs> It's all tw- very close. Yeah. $20
5: taxi ride.
0: Yeah. $10. 10, <laughs> Ten.
5: Yeah. yeah. Or if you have uh, La Nave, the local Uber
0: app. Yeah, the local <laughs> Uber app. They don't like that we use that, but we do. Is that right? Yeah. Ah. That's for locals. Okay. But who cares? La Nave. <laughs> Download it before you get there. Um, so restaurants, food. I thought this trip, the food was excellent, even better than November. And so we started... What was the first restaurant we went to? The lunch spot. The lunch spot, yeah, lunch spot ah, which is great. There's that Mar- yeah. Maradentro.
3: That's a staple.
0: Great place. For us. Yeah, very close to where we stayed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best rice and beans and uh, the <laughs> tostones. <laughs> and that was so cheap as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're so hospitable, friendly. They have like a front patio area where you can smoke. And then yeah. they have an air-conditioned, closed uh, uh, restaurant area. Very mm-hmm. small place. Clean. Off the beaten path. Nicely very done. clean. Very nicely yeah. done, too. And the yeah. food is great. So we ate there. We had a breakfast or lunch there, and then we had a lunch, a, mm-hmm. another lunch there as well. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. No complaints at all. Yeah. Uh So then we did. um What else did we do? Uh We did Al Carbon, obviously, with Juan Moya. So on that Sunday night, that night, we went to Cha cha-cha. Cha Cha. Cha Cha Cha. That's right. That we, love,
3: we love. We Cha Cha Cha. It's a great place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the
4: beef tips.
0: Yeah. Tell them about the oh. beef, Senator. I love how you tell the story.
4: Was <laughs> that they ran out? Of yeah, the... they ran out of Cuban oh, beef. Oh yeah, this is so funny. So. Um Giz had eaten there before uh, some of us had. Yeah, I got like, so I got there 3 days before these guys. Yeah, cases. so he's like you got to get these filet mignon tips they have there. So we go to order it and the the waitress she's like so disappointed to tell us. She's like we don't have any more Cuban beef, so it will be uh from Argentina. <laughs> I'm looking at her like, Argentina has some of the best beef in the world. I'll take (laughs) Argentina biggest exporter of beef. I'm like, I'll take that any day over (laughs) a Cuban or American beef. I mean, they have great, great, great product there. Um, So the food was actually really, really good. But even when you just walk in that place, back to my point earlier about how like some of these places you go in in Havana literally look like they could be in New York, LA, or a major city. That place had like this Brooklyn kind of vibe to yeah, it. Yeah. Great ambiance. Very ambience. trendy, like wine bottles on the ceiling. Yeah. The like hostess, this guy's got a blazer. He's <laughs> dressed up. Like The servers
3: just... The servers were high energy and very friendly. Yeah. yeah. They were great. Very quick on their feet uh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
4: that was a bit of a shock
5: to me. Yeah. How good the restaurants are. Yeah. And the menu and everything else. You I thought, had, you thought we a, were
3: going to starve.
5: Well, I had—I mean, that day I had the mushroom risotto. It, w- it was delicious. Off the charts. Yeah. I would compare that. It was better than some of the risottos I've had anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. <laughs> Excellent. So uh, we had some wine at Cha 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 that you ordered that was pretty good.
4: Yeah, serviceable. It was
0: serviceable. You know, I, I find the wine is surprisingly decent in Cuba. I did expect it to be very bad table wine. Mm you know when i went in november but it, was good. it ended up not being the case yeah you know so the next night we went to carbone which is right around the sh- right around the corner that place is just oh,
3: amazing excellent. yeah it's a combination of traditional cuisine and the ambiance is very traditional but it's so nicely done Foods prepared great, I think.
4: I was very pleased there that I initiated Gizmo into a particular dish that's one of my all-time favorites. It was amazing. Was it a Beef ribeye? Carpaccio. Uh, Beef oh, carpaccio. Beef yes. carpaccio, I any never had a restaurant. It. Yeah. i never had it. Honestly. As a starter, it is phenomenal. It's like shaved, like like steak, basically. Super, super thin. They'll put like arugula, some like olive oil, uh, some grated parmesan, some do capers fantastic
3: the carpaccio everywhere we went was great i liked like, it at cha-cha-cha better yeah yeah i think i, I really it enjoyed it yeah.
0: yeah a lot of ceviche in cuba too we had it in almost every restaurant oh yeah which was excellent i yeah. was swimming did, in did you, ceviche. did you guys like carbone better
5: than cha-cha-cha or
0: they're different but i both thought they very were good. neck and neck for me so uh,
5: we went to cha-cha-cha
3: close. twice yeah yes yeah. yeah i love them both for me yeah yeah
5: for me it was a the other one, the Gorida. Oh well, yeah. Well, we have we'll to get talk there. about that. We'll bill. get there. Oh, yeah. no, that's special.
3: We'll get there. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. The special. One. <laughs> that's special.
4: Yeah, but I think must visit so far. We're definitely saying Cha Cha Cha. If mm-hmm. You go. Yes. You have and to eat Carbone. there. And, and Al Carbon no and Carbon also the live music component there. Is that's so where cool.
0: the 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 yeah. band the the all women band. Oh, plus just plus you can smoke inside.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah, that's another great. You couldn't do that at Cha Cha Cha
5: at the table. That's right. You know, right. you could smoke inside. Yeah. Listen to the band, eating food
0: and uh enjoying
5: that. the drinks. <laughs> That's I amazing. Yeah.
0: I love you just sit down and you pull a cigar out and all of a sudden an ashtray just appears. <laughs> like magically, <laughs> like true. out of nowhere. The the an
4: ashtray just shows up on the table. Literally the stuff lizard dreams are made of.
0: Like, <laughs> when we
4: sat down, I was it's just so sitting there like, This is all I've ever wanted. If I could yeah. do this everywhere in America, oh my goodness. <laughs> Be in heaven. Know, and the waiter that we had at uh
5: Carbone. Oh, that guy was great. He was very knowledgeable, very professional. Professional. He had idea about wines. I mean, he had. He was. He was great. Yeah. You know, it was was perfect. That wine was very good. He was a
4: very you know um, a a guy at our lounge who I said has been extremely helpful to us uh, just in planning our Cuba trip. I was talking to him, uh, talking with him about this the other day. The people in Cuba, for how limited the resources are there, they're very smart. That that waiter. Yeah, He and I were talking wine, I mean, most of the night. He, I don't know where he's getting all this. Like, this is not a country where everybody's on the internet, on their phone 24-7 and has access to all the information I mean, we there do. There is no Wi-Fi. Right. <laughs> it's like how he knew some of the stuff that he did, I was just so impressed. Like, also like his knowledge of just different parts of the world and travel, it, it's, you have some really fascinating conversations with locals there And it just blows your mind because, you know, here it's easy to take for granted because we have access to so much information and education and all of that. And they don't have the same there yet. Somehow they're picking all of this up. That was such a cool experience.
0: Yeah, I, I find that the people are really, really sharp and bright. Sure. Across the board, they're very well educated. Sure. You know, it's like taxi drivers. I mean, some of the best conversations that we have. Or with people in a car. Many misconceptions about Cuba. Yeah. 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 And I'm glad that we're able to talk about some of those and and eliminate them because there are so many people out there just
4: telling just lies about Cuba. I I mean, it's just not the case. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I was sitting there saying to myself, like, I don't want to say communism works because I mean it (laughs) doesn't. It it, it doesn't. You're saying that but but (laughs) you go to Uh you go to you go to Cuba and it's just like, you know, in spite of it, these people have just somehow like Mm-hmm. Found a way to keep themselves so connected with the world, even though in so many ways they're so disconnected.
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's communism works if you go there as a
4: tourist, but not as a person who lives there. You no, know, I agree, but I'm saying the fact that even as someone who lives there, they're able to get this somehow this education and knowledge, right? Despite like everything being so state controlled, and here's what you should know, and all of that. Right. I was just amazed. I mean, I'm literally sitting there like, how does this guy know this? Yeah. And I, I think
0: the one thing that transformed that for them was the internet. The fact that the internet is so, it, it's, it's so per, available, it's pervasive. It's pervasive. Yeah, you download a VPN or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you can access any information. I mean, it's hard for any government to well, we can. to they can't. They can't download a VPN. But there's ways that they get around it for sure. Yeah, so you're saying there are other gizmos in Cuba?
4: <laughs> there
1: are a lot of gizmos in Cuba.
2: <laughs> hey, don't get the people into trouble there, buddy.
0: There's a lot of you know. Listen, there's phones coming in from other areas of the world yep. and already preloaded. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can do things, but you know, it's uh, it is nice to see that that they're finding a way to to do their very mm-hmm. best and try to make it work. From the point of view of communication, the WhatsApp
3: app was extraordinarily helpful, yeah. even. For me, communicating back here at home with clients. and More ways than one. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And with Mrs. Bam Bam, just communicating with her, it's the easiest way to, to communicate. And
0: you can make calls, too, over data. Sure. So, you know, in sure. the U.S., it's iMessage because yeah. Apple's so... Yeah, Uh, You know, everybody has an iPhone. Right, so if you're Um, traveling to Cuba, that's a must. You want to use WhatsApp and set your people up at home on WhatsApp. And also Maps.me, which works without without Wi-Fi. you got to download the Cuba map, but Mm -hmm. at least you have a a direction where you're going. Very helpful. Because Apple Maps, Google Maps, Waze do not work uh, in Cuba, at at least especially without internet. You need to download Mm Maps.me
4: and download the Cuba map to your phone. I mean, that thing without internet, Honestly, worked better than some of our maps here with internet. I was so shocked. Totally, yeah. Google
0: translates another one as well, so you can translate your stuff. Yep. Um, All right, so we'll get back to restaurants in a second. We're coming in the last third here, boys, of the oil elegantis. Yeah, mediocre at best. Okay,
4: for me, I had to give up on my. I know you quit. It won't smoke. Mm. I mean, I I took a perfect draw to it, which opened it up completely, and when I just draw air. I get no smoker combustion back in return. It, it's very odd. Yeah. Crazy. It's a it's a mark of this maker, right? So mine's
3: mine's smoking perfectly fine.
5: Ruster, how's yours? I mean, I'll say it again, the La Hoyer series is is a better Hoyer de Monterey than Epi two, Epi One Special, even mm. this. Mm. So yeah, I'm not I'm not getting
3: like a whole lot. The draw is still tight, so you're not not enjoying it. Yeah, it's unremarkable, you know? but for me, it's not it's not a bad cigar. I I'm can't getting say it's good bad.
0: combustion. The flavor yeah, is there, but it's, there. it's it, there's nothing interesting or complex about right, it. Right, it's sweetness. It's it's just it's okay.
2: Pagoda, how's yours? Pretty much the same thing. I you know I've been able to smoke through it, uh, but yeah, there's it's pretty much.
5: Not all. It's not offering much.
0: It's it's kind of a dud. It's a a dud. dud.
5: At best, it's a morning cigar.
0: Yeah, at best, it's very mild. But imagine working this hard when you're trying to have a cup of coffee in the morning. Yeah, thirty-five dollar morning cigar. (laughs) That's (laughs) I think your lungs are going to
2: get exercised. I don't know about
3: that. (laughs) That's for
2: sucking onto something.
4: (laughs) Thank God for Havana Club. That's what saved my oh big time.
3: Yes, who needs a refill? I need a refill. That's a good one tonight. Delicious.
0: So. uh so some of the other restaurants, one of the one of the off the beaten path places that we found in November, thanks to our friend Phil uh, that that Senator mentioned a few times, who's been there ten or twelve times, um, who was who was a great guide to us in November, uh, we found Santi Pescador, the fish restaurant.
3: Yes. Oh, which off, is off the beaten good. path. I mean,
0: ha, you, if you don't know where that place is, you're missing out. You're gonna you're you're gonna get lost because it's in the middle of nowhere True. on the water, mm-hmm. and it is phenomenal food what beautiful setting too would beautiful you call it a setting. speakeasy type of a thing
2: no? uh no, no i
0: would call it like a like a really really just
4: a hidden gem Quaint, it's a hidden gem, hidden gem yeah. seafood i yeah. mean
0: it's all fresh seafood yeah huge
4: portions i devoured the food yeah there. we actually overordered there would we, we devoured every crumb Remember we got some fit like sea bass we were sharing in the middle of the table mm. lobster no, that, that was at uh, Maria.
5: swordfish that was at maria He's talking about Santee. oh, you're talking
4: about the like sushi the, yes. the raw place, oh yeah, yeah, that place was cool
1: yes, on the water, water. Mm-hmm.
0: there was another place on the water which the oh, yeah. senators alluding to, which is marea, also very good, which was beautiful, another off the beaten path kind of place about twenty minutes from where we were staying yep um and so we went there kind of late afternoon early evening as the sun was going down. the views were incredible gorgeous. Great, great setting. Um, great yeah. setting. Oh,
2: beautiful setting. Very <laughs> romantic. Very
0: like, classy. Bam, yeah. Bam and I had a really romantic evening. I held there. your hand. You, you did. <laughs> very erotic. Uh, the food was just the the food there was was also excellent. But I I think Santi took the was a little bit better for me than uh, Maria. Oh yeah, yeah.
4: I don't know. I might go the other way.
0: Yeah, I might I go, go the too. other way.
4: Really? No, I'm yeah.
3: with I'm with Giz. I like it so unpretentious and very relaxed but the food i think was fantastic
4: i yeah. don't even i don't mean the ambiance or the restaurant itself mm-hmm. i mean the food the, food the reason really? i say that is like the the raw food was excellent there it was. despite it not agreeing with my stomach that much uh it was great while i ate it <laughs> amateur <The>, palate um <laughs> oh. <laughs> some stomachs have standards guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry well, well um, some
0: stomachs
3: are more seasoned
4: <laughs> <laughs> I got it all out in November. Yeah, you did. I'm, well, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, hoping, conditioned I'm hoping that that was my condition. I'm fully that calibrated now, baby. All the Cuban bacteria, I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the issue for me there was the cooked seafood that we had as kind of the last course. Remember, it was just like all this crazy seafood. Yeah. I thought that was good, but honestly, like didn't live up to the raw food that we had there. So... Um, I thought the cooked seafood at the other place, um, Marea, was yeah. much better yeah. to
3: me. The lobster there was fantastic. And, and I think yeah. uh,
2: I think Bam really enjoyed uh, the nice little,
0: <laughs> what it, the, the brain? <laughs> the, oh, the yeah, about the octopus brain. The brain. <laughs> that, oh, was that was awful. I've never seen Bam
4: so stressed out at a meal. He it was, was disgusting. <laughs> I love Bam when I was like, oh, Bam, what does that taste like? And he's like, it just exploded in my mouth. <laughs> It, but it it was all and he was not trying to joke and no, he was dead ass serious not a
0: joke he was not
3: happy no i was very unhappy you were very unhappy yeah. never again <laughs> no way i didn't even know octopus had brains <laughs> <laughs> they're very intelligent creatures yeah
0: yeah so i, I for me santi i'd put a little bit above moria i mean I, I thought the 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 visual was nice the setting was great but i don't know santi just works for me for some reason yeah plus i just love the the fresh sushi you know, it it just tasted so great.
3: Yep. Sitting in Maria, yeah, I could see Mrs. Bam Bam with me there. Very that's romantic. a very
0: romantic date it's night type of place. Great
3: place to take the wife or girlfriend.
0: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, no doubt. Can we
4: talk about the best meal? All right. The Here best we meal of the whole trip.
0: La
3: Gorita. See. Si. La Garita. See, si, senor. Indeed. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> so we uh we, so I'll set this up before we talk about food and wine. But so La Garita is a, a very famous uh, it's a restaurant. So on the third floor of a very famous building. There was actually a very popular movie made there. The, water. Water and cho- chocolate. Yeah. Uh, a long time ago. And it's a beautiful, you know, there's a marble staircase going up to the third floor. A really, really elegant, amazing mm-hmm. place. You get your steps in. You get oh, your yeah. steps in for sure. Uh, but it's, you know, you don't hate it. Like it, no. it was totally no. So, the, so the, the setting's beautiful. The yeah. setting's beautiful.
3: The building was a relic. That they converted into a restaurant so as you go up you see the history and feel it it's fantastic yeah so we very, were very we unusual. took
0: we took some uh, friends of ours who were cuban nationals uh to the restaurant you know it was i think most of their first times maybe one or two had been there before but it was a really really nice treat to to take some of the friends that we had met and celebrate you know our appreciation for them right and and the, giving us their time and and knowledge
3: what's interesting is we thought they had never been there before but a few of them have been there two or three times yeah
0: yeah i think as guests of of other uh maybe
4: yeah tourists. of other tours maybe yeah. yeah yeah so yeah lagarita senator i mean the the thing for me so when you just look up like we were all doing a little bit of homework before the trip even though we went obviously with a wealth of knowledge rooster's favorite source being youtube <laughs> um don't get me started <laughs> Uh, but just as I was just Rooster, searching... the
0: sky is blue in Cuba You know, I saw a YouTube video that says it's green <laughs> <laughs> look at these I, won't, I won't comment
2: Be careful, the choke is coming The choke <laughs> is coming
4: <laughs> But just as I was Googling a little bit You just look at like best restaurants in Cuba Basically every list has La Gorita As like the best restaurant in Cuba Now usually when that happens In any city you're visiting It's usually overhyped. So I went in honestly with a healthy level of skepticism, not expecting uh, Giz needs a refill, not expecting a bad experience, but just thinking that it's probably not going to be as, you know, as it's jazzed up to be. One, the setting that Giz laid out, beautiful place. You're sitting out on like this patio on the third floor, you have like a view of the city. They've got string lights up there. It looks really nice as it gets dark and it's nighttime. Um, and all the food, even just how some of it was brought out and prepared, like beautifully prepared food, like the entrees. I have a photo of this. I mean, my God, it's uh, beef tenderloin, a filet mignon, uh, lobster tail which was a very smart order on bam's part yeah he ordered a, this surf and turf yeah kind of yeah and they gave you three lobster tails so I, gave I got you one. one of them which yeah. was wow. great was how a, come i didn't get one <laughs> well you were too far away you were too busy with the you uh the going, you <laughs> were, yeah you were animated
1: that night yeah you were filming me talking <laughs> <to> everybody <laughs>
4: and just the presentation and like some kind of puree that you can tell like was in like a one of those pastry things they like squeeze out. I mean, it looked like a five-star restaurant presentation on the plate, which, again, you're not expecting in a country that resources are so limited to be able to pull this off. Um, so I thought all the food was outstanding. The carpaccio there
3: was very good. Yeah. Excellent. It was very, very good. All the appetizers were And the, the octopus we had, right? And yep. uh, another fish. It was red snapper, maybe. Yep.
5: Yeah, it was the only restaurant where there was white tablecloth. Really? Tables.
4: That's an interesting note. I didn't catch that. It's probably true. Hmm. The other thing that was nice, they, they have a sommelier there, which, again, I'm not expecting uh, in Havana. And um, the guy was definitely very knowledgeable because he asked what types of wines I, I typically like. And I said, you know, we want something um, that's got some body to it, but not over, not like a super full cab. Um, that's like a, a cab that has some structure but isn't too aggressive as, like as far as we want to go. And I said, nothing as light as like a Pinot or anything like that. And he had recommended two wines. And I said, All right, we'll start with one of the bottles. It was a Spanish Tempranillo. And it was excellent. Everybody was happy with it. We drank several bottles of it. Um, I actually bought some uh, mm-hmm. after the trip. Yeah, um, so did I. I bought a case. Yeah. And so, or well, that's the other wine.
0: That's the
1: other that's, place. Uh, oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's, oh, oh, that's a, right. I'm sorry. Right.
4: That's right. You're correct. Um, and so, just start to finish, I, I feel like everything was perfect the, the service, the wait staff, everybody yeah. was so nice and accommodating. Um, really, really defining moment in the trip, and that was the only restaurant where we all ordered.
5: Well, not all. but We ordered dessert. Yeah, yes. we didn't order dessert anywhere else. This yeah? is true,
4: right? Yeah,
5: yeah. We
0: were we were very happy to be there. It night. was a scrumptious meal. Yeah, pagoda yeah, had a no delicious doubt. dessert. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> no, said, but before that, I had an Indian meal.
2: Yeah, you had the lamb tikka masala or
5: oh,
1: something. But
2: it wasn't, it, wow. wasn't, it wasn't very close to an Indian meal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'll tell you, the lamb was delicious. Wow. Very well. Awesome. The you very steaks, well you
5: ordered lamb even at uh, Carbone
2: or Cha Cha Cha? No, at Carbone I had uh, the traditional dish. Okay. Oh, Ropa oh, right. Ropa right. via, which was oh, excellent. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. But I did order lamb somewhere else.
0: right? The steaks at La Garita were shocking. Oh, at good. Cocinero. At Cocinero, yeah. The steaks at La Garita were shockingly good. They were. So uh, on the table, we had a massive ribeye. I don't even know why they called it a ribeye. I mean, it, it could have fed six people. And they brought it out with a real hot plate. So I guess they cooked it rare if you wanted it medium rare. And then they brought out a, a hot stone plate that you kind of cooked the rest to temperature that you wanted. Delicious, really well cooked. And, and the tenderloin, like Senator said, I mean... I know that you think I'm crazy when I say this. I'd put it up against almost any steak I've ever gotten in New York and New Jersey. It was perfect. It was delicious. It was a 10-ounce filet. It was perfect. I think the quality of the meat was excellent. There. Yeah. It I was, agree. It was really good. They're clearly importing that from somewhere. My, my only problem was
4: Bam, uh, Bam stole my steak. I think I steak. got his dish. Oh, uh, that's uh, right. Uh, you guys uh, so Bam ordered medium. I only eat a steak medium rare. And I look at him, cut it his. I'm like, well, wow, that's a perfectly cut steak. I cut it to mine. And I'm like, this is medium.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly bloody. Now, I will say when I travel, I, I'm a little leery going medium. So I do go a little bit, uh, you know, a warmer steak. That was great. Are you, are you converted? Are you going to order
4: medium More than, rare now?
3: That's I'm, the way to order. So I usually order a medium rare. Okay. But when I travel, it's got to be medium. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm
0: just a little leery about that. Yeah. Yeah, La Garita, that was an amazing night. Off the charts. That was a very
3: memorable. The weather was perfect. Yeah. The cigars were smoking great. I had a Lucy that night. It was off the charts. Oh, yeah. We oh. both did. Oh, yeah. Great night. So
5: to me, I mean, the restaurants were totally beyond what I expected them to be at mm-hmm. uh, in
2: Cuba. I know.
0: Beyond.
3: I know.
2: <laughs> they were all they were all nines and tens, in fact, all tens
3: close to Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. the only yeah.
0: disappointing meal that we had was the entrees at El Cocinero. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well you're two, right? Yeah. So you, we three. had rooster two. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But
5: the setting.
4: Different. That's a beautiful restaurant. Beautiful I think restaurant. one of
5: the nicest That place could be nicest, in Miami. Yeah.
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. it totally could. All the net na- the greenery there and this loungy vibe that it had literally could be in Miami. And it's actually owned by the daughter
5: of uh Raul Castro.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we got such a good deal on the CUP conversion there, because it's, I guess it's owned by someone in the family, so they haven't adjusted like the privately sure. owned restaurants have. Thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought the appetizers were very good there. It's just, uh, uh, Senator and my, uh, I guess in yours, our entrees The lobster great. was way overcooked. Yeah, the lobster was overcooked, and the rice had the... Tasted like, a,
4: like bar soap. <laughs> <laughs> Lavender bar soap. <laughs> oh Literally. Uh-oh.
0: It was the last night of the trip. I wish we didn't save that one for the last night.
3: I hope we go back there again and you order something else. I think we certainly will. Because I do love that spot. It is a good spot. Senator can stay home that night. (laughs) I'll be at La La (laughs) Guarita. We'll all meet up at Cha-Cha-Cha for a drink.
0: (laughs) So the other thing I want to talk about, as we're talking about food, culture, music, everything else, was the Tropicana show.
4: Oh, Oh, yeah. Phenomenal.
0: So for a must. yeah for must. folks who don't know the Tropicana is I what was it 1937? I think 27. 27 1927 it's been going on it's a very famous variety show uh put on by you know Cuban nationals and um it's everything from dance choreographed dance to ballet to opera to singing to pop music to uh everything you magic. can imagine magic magic yeah. I mean it's a, an incredible What's, variety show. what's
3: amazing is it seems like they put on a different show every night
0: it's constantly iterating it's un. it's unreal and you would think for something that's been around that long you look at like the rockettes like i don't think there's much changing maybe they changed some of the music but this is constantly iterating to the point where the show we saw in november that
4: was totally different was totally
0: different than the show we saw in february i like the february better me
4: too yeah it was really good Dynamic. I also just couldn't believe like just the production quality of the whole thing. Like these costumes they're wearing are like super elaborate and well done. The lighting, the stage, the setup, I mean, way, way better than I would have the ever. The olives.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. So we got an
1: <laughs> with our
0: tickets. So we got really good tickets, which was nice. And we sat right close to this, like right on the stage. On and the and stage. with those they're tickets. Front row. Front yeah. row. Yeah, with the with those tickets, you get an uh, what they call an appetizer. And they literally bring out a little dish (laughs) (laughs) with three olives.
3: I regret being on my phone for that moment.
0: Oh, yeah. There was a, yeah, one of the performers was right in Bam's face trying to get his attention, like serenading him. I
3: blame you for that. Oh. You're the, you know, you're the man. You got to let us all know what's going on around us. Oh, it's my (laughs)
1: fault.
0: You're his eyes and ears. (laughs) (laughs) I did say that. That is true. (laughs) But yeah, anyone who goes to Cuba, has to go see the Tropicana show. I think that is an absolute requirement.
4: Must honestly. Like if you if you go to Cuba and don't see that show, you've completely missed, missed the out. mark. Yeah. Completely missed the mark. It's one of the best shows I think all of us collectively said we've ever seen. Yeah. Concerts, um, Broadways, yeah. musicals, magic, anything I've ever seen. It yeah. wipes the floor with yeah. any of them. And okay. the best part is the show itself is spectacular. If I had to sit there and watch the show and I couldn't drink or have a cigar, it would still be spectacular. The fact that you're sitting there watching this fantastic show, with a cigar, and they put a bottle of rum on your table, yeah, I'm. It just the experience was perfect. I, mean, yeah. I wish I could yeah. go to a Broadway show and light up a cigar. I mean, it's like unbelievable. Yeah, and the
5: level of professionalism, you know, among the uh, the artists, the, the performers, it's incredible. It's unbelievable. The
3: vocals are just incredibly off the charts. Yeah, powerful
0: singing. And all the music is live. Yeah, there's a full, I don't know, 20,
4: 30-piece band. Not one miscue.
0: I mean, they not one are miscue. perfect. Okay.
4: I also love even, you know, depending on where you sit, obviously we were super lucky to be right, like, in the first row. But kind of wherever you're sitting, they they come into the crowd too. Like the dancers during the performances. And so, you know, even if you don't have the best seats, like there's this connection and interaction with the, the fans and kind of the, the patrons that are sitting there. And then it's funny at the very end they do this whole thing where um, people who are there to see the show can actually come onto the stage and yep. dance and they, they honor birthday people's thing. birthdays and yeah. it's a it's a funny scene you yeah. Know? yeah oh yeah and
0: they you know to your point they have you know to allow to expand on what you're saying they have like little side stages around the audience so if you're in the back row for several numbers during the show there's going to be someone within three feet of you yeah. that's singing the main vocal of the performance. I mean, it's really a magical thing. They're they're doing like jumps off of Ugh. rafters and they must incredible work production. Tremendously
3: hard in rehearsals. They and, must.
0: And the biggest takeaway for me, putting everything else we just set aside, is every single one of those performers genuinely seems like not only that they're happy to be there, but they love their coworkers. They love the other performers that they're dancing with. It's not put on. Like I really think they're genuinely enjoying their time there. Mm-hmm.
3: They travel the world, is that right?
0: I've heard that, but I've, I'm not sure.
3: If that's the case, then I can see them being enthusiastic because they get to go places, Yeah, among other things, right? They must yeah. get perks, something. I'm sure they
0: do. Yeah, they must. But yeah, they were all magnificent. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, the Tropicana show, boys. Yeah. So I wish uh, the Museum of the Revolution, which is obviously you know, a little bit of a controversial thing, is closed through the end of this year. Um we I I had heard it was open, but it's not. But I I did want to go walk through that, you know, just see what it was like. But that's two trips now. We didn't get to see that. But um, were there any other highlight spots that uh, any other cultural spots, restaurants that we didn't go over that we should share with the listeners? I'm trying to think, I think we
4: kind of hit them all. I mean, we we didn't drink there, but we stopped at uh Floridita, Auto Floridita, the, that's uh, right. Hemingway, Daiquiri Bar. Yeah. No beer. <laughs> Yeah, they're not no kidding water. when they say no they're water. a daiquiri bar. Yeah, you either drink a daiquiri or get out. That's it. Yeah,
0: I was surprised they didn't have beer or water there. They only had daiquiris. Yeah, yeah. but I love that seeing the statue of Hemingway. I think that's so cool there. Sure, See it with his elbow yeah. on the bar. Sure, the history. Yeah, there was a restaurant back there too.
3: There was a there was a back room. There was I've a, never eaten there. No, yeah. there was a a back room there. I'm not sure if it's if they serve food. I don't think so.
2: And there was a museum by uh, a Carson
0: yeah, the Which art museum. Do. Yeah, the art museum. Yeah, it was closed when we were over there, but they had the lights on real bright, big glass windows you could see, in. it's all, I guess it's art by Cuban nationals that either you can view or purchase or both. I don't know. But and we missed Fabrique the Art this time. Yeah. Fabrique yeah. yeah, we didn't yeah. get to go to Fabrique de Art. That is a must. But you guys went. We yes, went in November. Yeah, we yeah. talked
3: about that in one of our recordings. That is a must for anyone going to
0: Cuba. Yeah, so for anybody who didn't hear that episode, uh, how would you describe it? It's a massive complex. It's
3: very eclectic. It's four or five stories, but the levels are, you know, they're staggered between three and four steps, so they're kind of interchanging, and there are bars tucked away in corners, in there's, you know, interstitial among the artwork. It's very cool. Very, very cool.
5: So it's like a club kind
3: a of museum like an art yeah there's you know, music art. there's video there's art there's um several bars so you can get a drink and walk around it's a lot of fun
0: is it all enclosed or is it, like it it's enclosed yeah there's some rooftop enclosed. terraces
3: there too yeah it's very and, nice and
0: that's where a lot of uh cuban nationals that's where they spend their friday saturday nights sure like the kind of the singles it's you very know? affordable yeah they, it's very affordable it's a dance club so that's kind of where they go yeah it's a let loose after work on yeah. a friday very saturday unique night. yeah all right, boys, we're coming to the end here of the oil elegantis. Senator finished his about an hour ago. I think everyone's put it down
3: except for Rooster. Right?
0: Yeah, I just put mine down. Um, so I guess before we do that, we'll talk about that in a second. Let's get to the rum. Let's do a uh, any final thoughts on the uh, seven year Havana Club, and we'll do a rating because I'm 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 ready to rate. Thoroughly happy with. Oh sure. This rum. Sure. I mean, we certainly had a lot of it. Not having it again has kind of taken me back to that mm-hmm. rooftop. Right. And uh, good times we had all week. Oh yeah. All right boys, you ready to do the uh, formal liquor rating? Mm-hmm. All right, bam bam, you're up. I'm going with a ten on this Ooh,
3: guy. Ooh, wow. a ten. Twenty dollars for a bottle, no ice, all the beautiful notes like caramel and vanilla, and it's delicious. It drinks smooth. It's it's for, for what you're getting for the price, it's unbeatable. All right. I give it a ten.
0: Pagoda? Uh
2: you know, I've been debating between an eight or a nine, you know. I I'll give it a nine. I I think I like I'm not a rum drinker per se, but this is one of the few rums that I I think I've sat and drank a lot, uh, at least in Cuba, and um, I'm really enjoying it even now. It's fantastic. Like mm. I could keep drinking this. So. Yeah.
5: Is it, is it better than Old Monk?
1: Oh. I don't even remember how that tastes <laughs> Old Monk
5: is an Indian rum which is very common with the ah. locals. Mm.
3: Does Old, old monk, monk put hair on your palms? You you drink
1: it? <laughs> I think maybe
3: and maybe that's why I don't have rum Indians are hairy to begin with so.
4: <laughs> Senator Well with that image head, <laughs> Give it a four <laughs> This one is uh, surprisingly easy It's a ten Right. and the, the biggest factor it's so enjoyable there, there's no there's not one offensive no there's not one problem with it but what really puts it over the edge like what i say this is the most complex rum i've ever had no but what gets it to a 10 because i started at a nine there is truly no spirit that is 20 dollars a bottle that i consume That's exactly right and enjoy not one. I, I mean, honestly, I would challenge any of us to think of a spirit we pay 20 bucks a bottle and we actually enjoy. Yeah. I don't. This, the best value that probably exists, period, in spirits. I totally agree. And I was surprised.
0: You know, you you guys were giving me a little bit of shit pushing the Santiago 11 and twelve when we had gotten to the island. And then we tried this seven, and we stuck with this real quick. And it yeah. it was delivering at a half and maybe even a third of the price of the 12. A third. So, yeah, for so for 20 bucks, I am totally in agreement. It's a 10 all day. My man. For sure. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> do the uh, Composite Lizard score here. It's a 9.8.
3: Excellent. Awesome. Wow. Excellent. Awesome. Well-deserved.
0: Well-deserved. For the for Havana Club, seven-year. Yeah. And now, boys, uh-oh, <laughs> let me get the calculator out for this one. Let's do the uh, formal lizard rating on the Oyo de Monterey, Elegantis LCDH. Rooster, you're up. So we've never given a zero, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what do you think is lower than a Calaveras? <laughs> 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 I f-
1: I yeah, forgot
5: what I gave the Calaveras—it wasn't <laughs> good.
2: Is, no, I know.
5: This is—I don't know.
2: I don't know what. I don't know what to. For a 35 bucks deck. Yeah. yeah. Five.
0: Yep. Yeah. That's horrible. I'm also at a five. That's where I've been for sure. I was at a six or seven. And then the last third was just horrendous for me. Smoked fine, like it burned fine, but the taste was <laughs> really not great. It's definitely I would smoke it over the calaveras any day. So I'm absolutely yeah. also at a five. It's surprising you called that, too. I Definitely a five for me.
5: Yeah, it's odd that it's got an LCDH, so I expect a certain amount of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like... Experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some delivery good. on a cigar, but yeah. this is... Yeah. It's it's bad. Yeah.
0: Not great. All right, here we go,
4: Senator. <laughs> <laughs> this is hard. This will be the first cigar that I have to review without actually smoking much of it at all. Um, you finished mine. I'm going to be... I'm, I'm going to be slightly charitable. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Ooh. And here are the reasons. Um, The things that ding it. I mean, what's honestly really sad about this cigar, before you even smoke it, I don't think this is a nice looking cigar. It's not. As soon as Giz brought them around, I'm sorry. They just, they, they're they very rustic, but not in a good way. Not like a RAS that's like, pur- it, a RAS looks purposefully rustic. Like it was intended to be. This looks like they tried to make this really nice and have tight invisible seams and it's just not come together. Um so the construction I don't think is great. The draw, almost everybody, if not everybody, had a tight draw. Yeah, we were all suffering. Um, uh, I was okay with that. Yeah, except so, yours. Yeah, it was all fine. Right, so four out of five yeah. had a tight draw. <laughs> yeah. mean, that that's a problem. <laughs> um flavor-wise, the reason I was charitable with a four, the cold draw I actually liked. I was getting milk chocolate. I said, okay, maybe this is promising. So the cold draw was good. Um, but then, obviously, there. This is a dud in some way because I opened the draw as much as you humanly can, and it draw it drew perfectly, but no no combustion, no smoke output, no nothing, um, and uh, the little flavor I was getting was very muted and nothing interesting uh, present. So I'd give this a four.
0: Okay, Pagoda.
2: It's a four for me. I agree with you, Senator. Like from the very beginning, I think I smelled the milk chocolate as well. I was expecting a slightly different experience getting on to it. Um, And then, you know, I think I experienced something very unpleasant, uh, uh, you know, around an inch and a half into it. And then it really did not uh, just do it for me, meaning at the end of the day. But, it you know, it smoked, so I continued smoking it. It's like one of those. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I'm glad it's over.
3: Mm. Bam Bam. I can't go as low as a four. I think five is a pretty fair score. You know, my cigar, the draw was great. Great. I thought the combustion was pretty good on my cigar because I had the draw. Me too. You know, the flavor wasn't awful. It wasn't off putting.
0: I'm gonna go six. Okay. So the composite lizard score, boys, on the Oyo de Monterey Elegantis L C D H is a four point six. That beats the La Punta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think it beats the La Punta. No. But, but no. you know,
2: considering the price
3: point it might be the lowest. Know. It's the lowest. There's no doubt.
0: Lower than Calaveras? Uh, No, Calaveras was like a 3.3. Yeah, this is definitely on the lower end. Oh, I didn't know that. This will be in the 2023 recap we do early next year. This will definitely make an appearance, I think. So Henry's still the champion.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We love you,
1: Henry. That's terrible.
0: Well, gentlemen, so that was uh, part one of our Cuba recap. We're going to keep this rolling over the next, you know, maybe three or four Cuban episodes. So uh, in two weeks from now, this will continue. With Part 2, we have a lot to talk about. Our visit to uh, El Leguito, La Corona. We have a lot of stuff to share with you, um, so we'll keep that up. But tonight, boys, an excellent rum, a 9.8 for the Havana Club 7-year, and a 4.6, unfortunately, for mm-hmm. the Hoyo de Monterrey Elegantes LCDH. A huge disappointment, especially for a cigar that's over 30 bucks. I mean, if this was a $5 cigar, I think it would have been incredibly disappointing, too. Sure. But You know, uh, unfortunately, it it just did not perform well. So, all right. Great night, boys. Glad to be back from Cuba. Good to be back with you. And uh, we'll see everybody next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, questions, you want to reach out say hello tell us what you're smoking email us hello at loungelizardspod.com you can also find us on instagram at loungelizardspod we really appreciate your time and we'll uh, we'll see you next week